Walk in, confident. Put it all on double zero. I do it. You let it all ride on black. I just put twenty bucks on double zero. Because then it's like thirty-one. You can't fail. Well, if you fail, you lost twenty bucks. Who gives a shit? You're done with gambling. If you win, you walk out of there with a decent amount of money. What was? Who was it that I know that went into like got to Vegas and immediately let it all ride on black and was like, well, I have no money for the trip now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, that's dumb. It was Eve Poitras. That's who it was. <laughs> okay. Anyways, are we, are we gonna do this? I'm not even asking. I'm just gonna run into this. Do it. Okay. Hi and welcome to another episode of Hobby Night in Canada. I'm your host Tom, and with me, as always, are. Dan, Ward, Mike, and Steve. Okay, I actually think we might have real hobby progress for most of us this episode. And not Windows. Yes. I feel that is a shot against me. You've done stuff. Not often. He said most. Okay, yeah. Yeah. In a vacuum, yeah. Mm, yeah. Yes. So why don't we start off with you, Ward? What actually have you been doing? Okay, so I'm going to the LVO with you bastards. Yay! Uh, Love you too, buddy. Love you too. Well, you're not going. Yeah, I know. You still <laughs> call me a bastard. Well, no, technically he called Steve and I bastards because we're going oh, with him. Oh, no, okay. Which is why I wasn't a fan. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So I've been playing uh, a bunch of the uh, Drop Zone Commander games uh, with Mike and Trevor lately. And after every game, I've been tweaking my list. So nothing that I want to take is completely painted yet. <laughs> so are you trying keep, to keep, say slightly that we keep changing what you have to paint? Yeah, because, well, the nice thing is that you guys are running me through the gambit of different armies, right? So I'm playing against Shaltari, I'm playing against UCM, right? Scourge kicked my ass the other day. Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so so I'm learning and I'm tweaking and I've been, I've been doing the hobby progress on that, so I have been painting uh, with the infantry and all that good stuff. Yeah, nice. Um, also... I know that a bunch of people have been, like, asking me and commenting about, like, my horse heresy progress, and uh, those of you that uh, expected anything, I I feel bad for. Uh, <laughs> I had no intention to, to actually put paint to model uh, this month, uh, my focus being the LVO and getting my armies ready for that. Uh, that however, is fair, because the LVO, the, w- like, one of the creators of the game is going to be there. It's going to be a pretty cool experience for Drop Zone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, they're, yeah, they're big marketing that. guys uh, going to be there. So, Simon, I believe? Yeah, yeah. Simon. Yeah, so. I think he's running the tournament, actually. He, he is one of the uh, judges for it, so. Kind of, kind, really odd, but super cool. So, I want to make sure I, I put together some cool-looking stuff for, for that event, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, like I said, yeah, I've been assembling some of the horse heresy stuff, so I'm, uh, working on the Marines, and the Contemptor is all done, and the characters, uh, are cleaned. I just gotta start gluing those guys together, which nice. will take ten minutes, so. That's super cool, man. The Terminators I haven't even touched yet. That's the only thing, so. But yeah, I should hopefully have everything assembled for that for beginning of February, and then as soon as I get back from LVO, it'll be paint to model. For there that. we go. There we go. Go time, as they say. Okay. Clockwise, Mike. My turn. Um, <clears throat> I started a lot of stuff and just haven't finished it. Um, <laughs> I got a bunch of. They're all my heresy stuff's all primed. It's all uh, 
got the first base is it, coat. Is and it yellow? It, no, it's kind of like a desert. Okay. So it's like a it's it's in between a an ivory and a and a desert yellow. Color. I was just because you're going for like a dirtier kind yeah, of white. Absolutely. So it makes sense with the yeah. So that's that's just that. Just give it a base, but my compressor is kind of crapping out. So. I'm, that's kind of on hold for maybe a week. I like. We'll see. I like the fact that you have to put it outside to cool down. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was on the balcony. <laughs> Considering for about that's a compressed hour. air cylinder, that's a bit concerning. But hey, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, well, Alberta's climate is finally coming in handy <clears throat> to help cool down some malfunctioning electrical <laughs> gear. It's good. Yeah. And what else did I do? I started a bunch of zombies because my niece told me I needed to paint more. More zombies. Uh, more zombies. Or just in general. Just in general. Like, <laughs> your niece is a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Mike, I don't feel that you hobby enough. <laughs> no, no, she just really likes the game. So gotcha. I, I, I've done a bunch of them. They're almost done. Um, I've painted some more of my PHR. Uh, and some Malifaux, and yeah, I'm just kind of all over the place right now. I had not quite finished. But so nothing new. Nothing. You just like you started a bunch of projects, and then next week you're gonna shame us with your list of everything you finished. Yes, probably. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's a good system. That's pretty fair. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, myself, I am shockingly painting Eldar. Uh, I know I'm going. I'm going to the LVO as well, so I want to finish up my Eldar list. And there's. Well, I think I mentioned this before, but last year somebody stole one of my Wraith Guard at the LVO, oddly enough. And I had a unit of four Wraith Guards, so I had to replace one of the units because you can't buy just one. So that's been sitting on my painting shelf since last year, and I'm finally getting around to finishing that. Uh, I'm also adding in six jet bikes, so those are done. Um, More or less, i got a few little highlights left to do in the riders, but that's it. I finished a unit of Wraith Blades as well because I'm adding that in too. Uh, And I finished... Well, we'll talk about that later. With my Horus Heresy, I finished putting together some stuff. So, Fair enough. Lots of progress. Lots of red. Ugh. That's good. <laughs> I guess for me, a lot of it's been working on my Heresy stuff. Got a bunch of put together. Uh, got the chance to try out some new metallics, which I guess is some foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only one that's close to completion is my Contemptor, which I brought in for you guys. Uh, uh, not listening at home, but those sitting here in the in the studio get to it's take a look. It's pretty completed. What you got left? The base and the eyes? A couple little details here and there. Yeah. I've got to do the writing on the litany on front. Okay, and, yeah. So the um, final final details. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Gotcha. Um, other than that, uh, a lot of it for me was trying to figure out what I was going to really try and take down for the LVO for Malifaux. And I decided to largely run with the list that I know right now already instead of getting a new master all painted up. I can't recommend that enough. That's what I did last year after trying 10,000 different lists beforehand and failing with all of them. I just brought what I wanted to bring that I knew how to play. Yeah. So what I am doing, though, is on the Friday night, they have the Henchman Hardcore, which is four models, uh, a Henchman, and then three others. Has to be 20 points. uh, No summoning. Has to be the four models. And I decided I was going to run all pigs. So I've been... That's pretty awesome. Putting together some of the plastic pigs to go with that. And I feel like I can at least bring my henchman hardcore list fully painted to a standard that I really like. Because some of my other gremlins, they're, they're well painted, but they're not great. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, whereas, for, at least for the henchman hardcore, I can bring stuff that's more to my current, um, what I would like is more of a standard. And then I can do up a little display base for four models of a pig pen that they're bursting out of. <laughs> that makes sense. Because <laughs> uh, it's the pigs. And They're was, going hog wild, you may say? Yeah, well, that's actually the name of the box uh, for Ulix, the Hog Master. No. Yeah, <laughs> yes way. I don't know if I like this game less or more right <laughs> now. Does it matter? It's amusing. It is amusing. It's, it's, yeah. Hmm. Well, and did I tell you that he's basically Willy Wonka? Again, I don't know if that makes this game better or worse. Because <laughs> he's got a golden <laughs> piglet. 
Good lord. <laughs> okay, continue uh, on with your silliness. Yeah, anyways. So, uh, and I've also decided I'm going to try and track down some bacon candy to give to my opponents when I'm playing. Okay, that is a double-edged sword, because bacon candy you think is going to be good, and sometimes it's real bad. Yeah, I imagine it's going to be bad, but it's more the, the gesture of... Because I feel... Yeah, that's fair. There's worse things that I could do when I'm basically porking them, right? Like, I, I can't... I, I've got to go the bacon side instead of the really overtly sexual side. And well, I've always heard warnings against taking candy from strangers, but not giving candy to strangers, so I assume that's perfectly acceptable behavior. Yeah, yeah. especially with a room of grown men. Yep. I feel like it would be great if I could get strips of bacon and a jar of maple syrup to dip them in, so I could just be like the real Canadian ambassador at the, Las Vegas. I thought you could well, get chocolate be covered Canadian bacon. bacon, though, so it wouldn't really be strips. Tom. Yeah, yeah well, it, it, I could cut that into strips. Round bacon discs. <laughs> Or rolled into tubes. Oh. Bacon tubes. Oh. <laughs> you know what would be actually amazing? If you gave people bacon straws to drink their drinks, because there's a lot of booze there. Now that Can would you be get cool. bacon straws? No, but I, I feel like you could probably make them. I feel like you should invent them. <laughs> I, I guess. I, bacon is... You got time. I feel like bacon you can make a building material out of. Like, you can, you can roll that around like a stick or something, and it's crispy enough. Yep. Structural use, bacon seems like a thing. Use the fat to seal it up. Yeah, no? yeah. Um, no, actually, and then caramelize it with some maple syrup to get it really nice and solidified. For, so you basically, the, yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, I won't, but I should. Okay, <laughs> that sounds good. On the topic good of, talk, good on talk. the topic of won't but should, Dan, what was your weekend hobby? I'm not sure where that's supposed to be going, but I didn't paint any windows, if that's kind of what you were Well, I was kind of making a joke, because you did a lot of Battletech instead of, uh, you are working on Battletech no. instead of Heresy. Oh yeah, right. When no, yeah. really. Because I sent you a text, and uh, when I <laughs> I got a bunch of stuff done, and I was really proud of myself. I was like, "Yeah, heresy." And I thought to myself, "Let's send Dan a message and try to help encourage him to get some heresy stuff done." And he sends me back a picture of this BattleTech model he's working on. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That is exactly what I did. I was really happy with how that Marauder turned out. It, was it nice. looked great. <laughs> I'm not going to knock the the quality of your BattleTeching, but. God I'm damn it! It was not particularly. What are you on doing? <laughs> what are you doing, man? I don't know. I was, we have... I was having fun and laughing maniacally while not assembling heresy marines. Okay, that's because there was not a lot of maniacal laughter involved when batch assembling thirty space marines. As long as you're having fun, I can't. I can't make fun of you too much. But good. It's why I did them <laughs> in, on, in units of ten. I assembled ten at a time, not thirty. I assembled all thirty. I'm assembling all thirty. No, but, no, no, uh, but I think he's always anyway, done. So talking about oh. the actual progress, yeah, the I, I did build some Battletech, and it was hilarious and <laughs> off-topic, and it's one of those things where you know you shouldn't be doing it, so it's just way more enjoyable. Dude, and, that's yeah. the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much, eh? And then, uh, yeah, so then I did assemble the 30 Tactical Marines, or I should say 29 Tactical Marines and an Apothecary. Because I already have a sergeant for my test model. Gotcha, okay. Like, I had the one guy with the power axe, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're right. subbing in an apothecary to make the full 30 that you're painting? Yep. That's a good choice. So I Did you ever post the... that on the Out of the Basement stuff? Or to our, or to our listeners? Because you should Pro- I think I posted it in the comments somewhere. It looks really good, so I, you, should, you should bring you that back. You did, up. but it was one of the first things you posted when we... When our whole yeah. podcasting started, and it was and it was buried in the comments somewhere, so it's not. A, bring that I should up. take a better picture because I can't actually find the original photo of that. Just like the one that I saved, probably from another Facebook post somewhere. <laughs> and you can use some of the things <laughs> we learned in the last few episodes. Yeah, totally. I, I did not sincere. sound very enthusiastic <laughs> about that. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, so I did get those guys all built, uh, including a few little minor conversions along the way. Like some of the tactical marines have. 
you know, some cool, like, Katachin arms and stuff, because world leaders are yeah. not knowing, known for the good life choices. Yeah. Uh, and, I like uh, that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> like, fuck armor. Why would we wear the most I was advanced sad armor that it was only humanity? two or three. I thought it would be... I was hoping for more. The When I do melee squads later, I kind of want to have that progression of... The bolter squads are going to be, like, kind of normal. And then the squad with, like, chain axes is going to start getting, like, more chaotic and a little bit more crazy. Then by the time I get to, like, the rampagers and some of the other squads, like, they're going to be pretty far gone around Topless. the bend. Topless, guys. Fully, also, fully frontal nude. It's going to be great. I feel like painting those those Katachan arms, though, you're going to have to do so many of those cuts. Like, you know, where you have, like, the line and then the blood dripping down from it, which would get insainly tedious after a while. Do you know what I'm talking about? So I, I think, yeah. Yeah, the, the Katachin arms aren't particularly well sculpted is one of the reasons why I didn't want to do too many of them. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah, they're <laughs> atrocious. I haven't really looked at those they models. They look like Trogdor arms. I haven't looked at those models. I don't think I've ever seen anybody, like, haven't seen anybody use them probably since the Katachan Codex. Like, yeah, I don't think that anyone has built a Katachin model on purpose <laughs> since Cadians came up. No, no, I yeah. think not. Yeah. The last yeah. painted Katachin models I can remember are when you staff members at Games Workshop used to have to paint up a staff Katachin. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Those are the last shirt. Katachin models I remember seeing painted in person. Yeah, I, I do remember that. That was fun. Yeah, so it'll be fun to be uh, bringing them back. At like, least it's just uh, an arm. <laughs> so, yeah, so those 30 guys are all built, and they have the gray primer. So they look, they basically look the same as they came, but the bases are now gray also, instead <laughs> of being black. So they yeah. are, they're ready for some intense airbrush sessions over some point, some random evening the next couple days. It's, as we always talk about, that's some good non-plastic plastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very realistic. I like it. But uh, no, I feel like I actually got some legitimate hobbying done, so I'm uh, pretty happy about that. It's not just painting windows or anything. That's good. Are you done painting the windows? Oh, or? fuck no. <laughs> Did, are, like, I'm savoring it. <laughs> are you sure? So, sure when you're tired of painting 30-odd Marines, you're going to go back and paint windows. I'll remind myself how miserable the other things I should be painting are, so then I'll want to paint um, World Eaters again. Fair enough. That sounds... You lead an odd life. Window, windows are his reward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For painting other Oh, windows. man. All right. You're a strange, strange man. Um, okay, so for Shut Up and Take My Money, I never start this off, so I will right now. Okay. Um... Something that is, it was announced a little while ago, but it's got up for pre-order now, um, from Plastruck Studios, they're doing a, what is it, Plastercraft, I can never remember. Plastercraft. Plastercraft, uh, they do some Malifaux scenery and most of it sucks, but they've got a new carnival set coming out, which looks amazing. And it now, does it look double four for Batman game! <laughs> <laughs> because it's going to be for my Penguin crew. Nice. <laughs> Uh, but it's really neat because it's it's the foam board that's pre-printed on all sides, so you just pop it off the sprue and connect and just glue it together, and it basically looks done out of the box. Would you say it's popping off? Oh, oh yeah, it's popping it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's best. No. There's absolute silence and people just staring <laughs> at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks great. I imagine it's going to be really expensive because it's. I think it's about six different kits to get the full carnival board set up. Ooh. Jeez. But it, it it has. Are there any bundles to save you clicks? Uh, I doubt it. It's, it's only just coming up for pre-order, so so no one. Uh, but it's really cool because they've got everything from signs for various models that are actually coincide with the Dark Carnival crew box that came out. So the posters for the Strongman, it's the same artwork as they got an actual model. In That's the pretty game. cool. Hmm. Yeah, and then they've got the big kind of 
um, the grandstands around um, what would be the inside of the tent. They don't have a massive tent because it would be kind of silly and impossible to play with. But there's a bunch of little And carriage. it's more fun to let you pitch your own tent. <laughs> I was going to make the same joke. <laughs> oh, oh, man. But there's a bunch of uh, little booths and the uh, the carriages and everything you find for the nice. old carnivals. So it looks really good. And I think it would be amazing for Batman. And Malifo. <laughs> more for Batman. <laughs> right on. Glad to clarify that. Dan. Uh, there were a couple of things, but I think I settled on for Shut Up and Take My Money. Uh, Korax and the Dark Fury Assault Squad for Raven Guard. Yep. So those are two other things that I, I actually have been waiting for those models forever. And, uh, yeah, so those are kind of one of the things that'll be the light at the end of the tunnel for painting world eaters as well. Is once all my world eaters are done, I can paint some really cool Raven Guard that I've always wanted. And I have to admit, I think he may be the best looking sculpt for Primarchs yet. Yeah, at first I wasn't 100% sold on him from some of the His angles. His hair, but I'm still not sold on him. Yeah, the huge flowing hair thing always bugs me a little bit, but seeing it like look. 360 of the model, you yeah. can really get a sense of the size and the pose and the detailing and everything. There's a lot of cool shit to paint on there. That's really well done. The jump pack is insane. Yeah. I think that is one of the coolest pieces Give a break! Of- they were, oh yeah. yeah. I'm going to magnetize the backpack just so you can like actually have a hope in hell of ever transporting it. But uh, they were saying initially, I think the backpack design was what held up the model for so long. They couldn't come up with a good design that was also like physically possible. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Didn't defy the laws of physics. Yeah, pretty well, much. No, I, I can sympathize because the sensors on Rotarian's back are... You sneeze and they break. It's horrible. Yeah, so blending blending the practical and the aesthetic on some of those Primark models is a little bit of a challenge, but it was probably worth the wait. It took a long-ass time, but it looks gorgeous. The Assault Marines look really good. They're not $50 for five. They're actually 12 pounds a set cheaper than the Snipers. That's so like, good. Yeah, it's 38 The Assault Marines are? Yeah, even though they're much bigger models, the going theory is that they recognized how horrifically overpriced the Snipers were. And this is their way of making it up to all the people that already bought them. So instead of them both being reasonably priced, one's stupid expensive one's actually kind of cheap. Yeah, because the, the crazy big jump pack with the wings and the lightning claws and all the other shit, they're only a couple of pounds per set, more than basic um, Space Marine Assault Marines through Forge World. That's kind of... I did not know that. That's Whereas, yeah, the snipers crazy. are 50 pounds for five. So Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy about that. They're twenty basically $25 after the exchange rate cheaper than the snipers were, so all over it. That's cool, man. Ward. Man, I'm I'm the disappointment of the group right now. I I got <laughs> I got nothing really this week, so uh, there's nothing interesting that you want to spend. I know what you spent your money on this week. Uh, what did I spend money on this week? You paid me for the LVO. Oh, I bought an LVO plane ticket. Yeah. And, uh, and and your hotel room is paid for now. And my hotel room is that paid for. That was a rather it. large shut up and take my money. That was quite a, quite a su- substantial sum, I should say. Yes. So, um, and yeah, I guess paying for events could be <laughs> my. It's hobby. a little lame, but hey. well, I also bought my ticket for um, the out of the basement tournament for this upcoming weekend. So it sounds like a thing I should do at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did the. Yesterday, message Dave. Rollins. I like, did mine early, and so I, I saved ten dollars. I did mine that night. I was like, "Oh, the thirty-first, I will save some money." Actually, I yeah, saved I twenty dollars because I'm in two events. Uh, okay, there you go. I I did not. I did that, <laughs> like yesterday. Like, hey, Dave, is, is there a forty k event? <laughs> like I just said, I still haven't registered. So yeah, 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 yeah you're all ahead of me. You should get on that because X Wing is actually selling out. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> 
yeah, it's it's picking up steam in a lot of the bigger events now too. So yeah, I think it was number awesome. two in your voting for what people wanted for onslaught yeah, in the future. It still so. is. So yeah, I put the onslaught poll up, and that was how's BattleTech doing? So. Tom and I, three? I think we're two three. thirds of the vote. So. I think three there was one total. other person, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't even Luke. <laughs> no, it was. no, it was Luke. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so still counts. Still counts. So Dan and I were having a, a jo- <laughs> like we had a plan that Joke. we'd make a bunch of fake Facebook accounts. Oh, and because I'm an admin for Edmonton Onslaught, accept a bunch of people to join, and then just vote the shit out Are of battle. Yeah, I am. Oh, okay. And just <laughs> get to self change that. <laughs> and just get Battletech uh, to be the top voted game. And then have obviously, there'd be two of us showing up, maybe three. <laughs> but we'd win. All we would, of, all one of, of the us games. would win Best Painted, and one of us would win Best yeah. General, and we'd share Best Board. Because we ruined everything for everyone, so it's a tie. <laughs> I'm going to go with, he might know, uh, you, you might actually figure this out, Ward, that it was just them. We but may have not. tipped our hand a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to take a look look and see who the other um, vote was for. So while you're doing that, <laughs> yeah, Mike, what's yours? Mine's really sad, actually. I just bought one model for three factions in drop zone. That's that's it. It was just new ones to even it out. Okay, and no, I'm looking, and I'm looking at a compressor now because mine's almost dead. Yeah, it's not even things that you did just buy because, like, I bought some fucking paint this week. But it could be fun things coming out that you like. Is there anything coming up that's new and Yes, exciting? but I'm just not going to do it because the compressor's going to take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that can kill you. Yeah. They're not cheap. All right, I'll make this more exciting. I had a, a pretty good week in uh, hobby. I bought uh, the Fire Drakes. For my salamanders, finally. Nice. Uh, so that's pretty cool. I also uh, bought a new airbrush. I got the same one as Mike. No, you didn't. Not the same one. Same series or whatever it is. Same series, but you got a point three needle. I got a point two. Yeah. So I picked that up, and it's awesome. Quite Mike. like it. I'm just that? saying. Don't don't go there. No, I'm going I there right will now. Fucking chuck something at no, you. No, because you've been lording <laughs> your point two over his point three since I got here. You should not be bragging about a smaller needle. Yeah, girth yeah. matters. It's important. How much? Fucking how much was kindergarten. Yours? Uh, it was two fifty with tax. Okay. Uh, and I am a big fan. So what happened is my neo, uh, the 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 tip that holds the needle in is brass on that, and if you over tighten it, over tighten it, it completely deforms. Or I I'm also kind of rough on like when I release the uh, oh, snap back, snaps yeah. back, and it started I think quite a while ago doing that and there was a little tiny portion of the brass that had chipped off on one end so I could kind of spray around corners um it wasn't very, and it very handy I started like I was wondering like what the, what the fuck is going on with this thing and I f- had to take it all apart tried to like finagle the needle and cup a little bit and then it, that made it way worse like that was the worst idea ever <laughs> so I finally just had to go pick one up uh today on my home from work so and it's already paid off so I'm pretty happy with that yeah, that kind of is the one downside of the Neo is you, unlike the other Iwatas, you can't buy replacement parts for like every single component. Tried today at At lunch. some point, you might have to buy a new Neo, like when Nathan dropped his. Yeah, the biggest thing I think is the fact that the higher end Iwatas have a, a stainless cup where the, the needle um, yep. engages with or whatever. The Neos are brass, and that's, that's a. That's yeah, a I know bit you of keep saying that you can't buy it, but I bought one for Ryan three weeks ago. At Delta. The cup? The, t- no, the tip. The, the tip. Really? Yes. Just the tip? Just the tip. 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> yes! Yes! You got him to say it. Well done. Nice. <laughs> nice. And you wonder why I'm the asshole. Of right? Uh, right? Um, yeah, I think one of the things about the Neos is that as much as we do praise how amazing they are, it's still a $65 brush, and you're not going to be able to find a better brush for that price. But obviously it's not as sturdy as something you're going to be spending a couple hundred bucks on. Well, I wouldn't have picked up another brush if it hadn't have given out on me. And I mean, admittedly, I've probably airbrushed 200 models, give or take, base coat with them. Uh, yep. Like, it, it's it's a great brush. It it's, does whatever you're going to ask it to do, pretty much. Just uh, don't abuse them physically, because yeah, they're not as durable. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. So. Important update. Four people voted for Battletech. Yes. Four? Luke is not one of them. What? Yeah. Who are they? Uh, Chris Wyman. Okay. Uh, you two assholes. Thank and, you. And uh, Sylvan Grenier. Hmm. Who's that? He's, I have uh, no idea. He, uh, he played Eldar in uh, Onslaught a couple years ago. Um, so we have a global reach, apparently. People really like Battletech because of us. Mm-hmm. I'm getting. True. I'm guessing because no one actually likes BattleTech, it must be us. It's uh, it's not the lowest uh, voting uh, system. Just out of curiosity, which one is? Uh, Frostgrave. Frostgrave. Armageddon. Armageddon. Well, yeah, Frostgrave has no votes. But, What's Armageddon? Uh, <laughs> Epic, Epic Armageddon. Epic Armageddon. Who the you, fuck wanted Epic Armageddon? Alum. And he didn't uh, vote for it. No, he did vote for it. I he, like that. Actually, you know what? It. He's like, I added it and I voted for it. I was like, all right. <laughs> I'm gonna say right okay. now, Alum. That is that is pretty beauty. Epic Armageddon is amazing. And there are some people out there that are making, you know, similar to the you know gray market battle tech stuff out there. There are people making like modern 40k designs in epic scale, and God knows where they're getting them from because I I don't actually know. But you can see like modern 40k designed um, vehicles and titans and even <laughs> infantry. Like even the infantry look like they're current. Versions, not the old monopose ones. Like the crazy, yeah. So some much. crazy bastards out there are making modern epic stuff somewhere. So That's if cool. you know who they are and where they get this stuff, let us know, because I would actually get in on that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes one of us, I guess, so right on. Maybe I guess we'll, we'll do like Maybe anything. we'll double the vote and get one other vote. Yeah, there. sure. Uh, any other oddball <laughs> ones in there, Ward? Um, the <laughs> I'm kind of interested in the, like, the bizarro systems that you haven't heard of in ages. It was Battle for Gothic. How many there? for Lord of the Rings? No, there was no Lord of the Rings. Oh, what about the Hobbit? Kind of Nothing for the Hobbit. I didn't add those ones and nobody offered to add I kind of feel bad. They put so much time and effort into that, <clears throat> into those sculpts and that game system. Uh, and more, then nobody cares. Some I feel like a lot of the Lord of the Rings models weren't a full effort. I think it was more of like a half effort in sculpting them. Somebody mentioned that uh, Frostgrave wasn't <laughs> not, a not good choice there. and that I should uh, put Mordheim as an option. I got five votes for Mordheim. Oh, yeah, I'm not surprised. Okay, so here's a a Mordheim tournament would be the funniest thing ever <laughs> in 2015. Just saying. 16. <laughs> 2016. 2016, so, yeah. Would you also use the full experience system so somebody just has a ridiculous... By the end of the tournament, someone's are totally OP? That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, so now, when you're first I could not game. kill that vampire, and now it is killing everybody and everything. I gotta be I honest with you, yeah. I would play that. Yeah, I would too. I'd totally bring my Skaven Warband. 100%. Such a fun system. And if you have, like, 20 minutes between rounds to, like, rip the arms off your models and, like, rebuild and paint them... No, the trick is bring them in already magnetized. Mm. Mm. So then you can change the sword to the axe to the yeah. Uh, Why you just take hammers, knock down. <laughs> you got to knock people down and stun them and kick them in the dick and then they're dead. You don't like to parry? I like that plan. 
axes and stuff. Well, axes are not good ever, but swords and hammers, yeah. Yeah, they have their place. It's all about many skaven with slings. Uh, a couple of people <laughs> suggested a two-day 40k event, but it only got two votes. I think, okay, I was looking at that. I honestly think that most people voted for, voted for 40K. 40k and didn't notice the one at the bottom of the list that you have to actually scroll down to see. Yeah, that's okay. So. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> also, I think we're a little off topic now. Yeah, sorry, guys. Yeah, it was cute, though. Fair yeah, enough. Fun. Okay, uh, so we briefly talked about what we were working on for Heresy in this weekend hobby. Now... <clears throat> What have you guys found um, starting this project? Either have been some of the things that you've been really excited about, or maybe some of the challenges you found off the hop. Mm, people's expectations. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, some of us may have issues with those. Yes, th- there are quite a, there are quite a few models in that kit, and uh, quite a few. There's like thirty five. I'm, I'm no, technically there's thirty eight. Okay. And technical is the best kind of ickle. <laughs> that's, that's I don't know. I was, it was technically correct. This is the best kind of correct. There we go. Okay, all right, there we go. I was the worst to, Hermes ever. I was trying to think of it. I'm not totally for. I blanked on it. Okay, so but there's lots of models to work on, and I mean we've been in it for not even two weeks. So I mean there's got to be some sort of realistic expectation. I'm assuming so. So no. and and for me, just like cut that realistic? down. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Really? What? What are you? Me and Tom are unrealistic, is what you're saying? No, you guys are working on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I actually, I'm working on just about everything else. I was just kind of like a sidebar. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> to be totally fair, most of my work was one afternoon. <laughs> and it shows actually. But I mean that—that's my big thing. Is just like, um, just like, oh, let, let's see, like how far you are so far, and I was just like, well, it's two weeks, and I'm. Go practicing back to something else, and, yeah. yeah. So there's other stuff that gets in the way. So. I, I got you. I'm on the same uh, same page for that. Yeah, like I, I put together. And you know what? I would say you're further behind than I am. How many do you have put together? Total? Yeah. Uh, probably six. I'm further ahead than you. I have ten. Really? Oh, yes, I do. I can show you that right now. you a little bit, didn't? Oh. <laughs> Oh, Fine. there they are. And if Steve actually cleaned the mold lines. I did. Oh, wait. No, hang on. I'll judge. I'll, I'll be the judge of this. I feel like you're biased. They're, they're Dan, get on this. Okay. <laughs> it's right there on, on the corner of the TV stand, bottom by execution force, Un- underneath Bugman's. Underneath <laughs> Bugman's. Oh, like, again, great, great podcasting. Uh, but, keep, um, going, keep going. So I put them together to sub-assemblies. Like, shoulder pads aren't on, but the body is just like you've done. That's a really good point, too. I guess, to an extent, it depends on... Exactly what chapter you're doing, and like, are you going to be airbrushing certain parts of the models different color? Yeah, which yeah. I am. But I think you do have to be pretty methodical sometimes with how you're doing batches like this, especially if you're doing it on a deadline, like whether it's for a tournament coming up or just for a painting bet, or hell, even just trying to get something done in a reasonable amount of time. Yep, that's um, that's exactly what I've done. I've uh, really thought about which components can actually be airbrush each particular color so uh main bodies are going to be the green for salamanders obviously yeah and then the uh you he's seeing he's he's checking my mold lines right now this is very distracting there's a few <laughs> it's, it's not that bad jesus christ look on the inside of that wing <laughs> that line that's totally gonna get picked up fuck it i don't really give a shit mine will be done yeah that is pretty atrocious <laughs> Whatever, okay. <laughs> Anyways, the point is And you said I was punchy. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I've spent the time to to make sure that I've got all my sub assemblies uh, 
apart and ready to go. I so. think that's a good way to go, though. Yeah. Now, back to what Tom initially asked about what you're most excited for. I am most excited for the basic infantry because I have had my Salamander tactical squads now for coming up on 15 years. Because when was, when was Armageddon? That was right around 2000. 2000, 2001. So probably around 15 years. They're, they're good for 15 years ago. Uh, but I paint a little better now, and I can't wait to replace them. So, uh, happy about that. Yeah, thanks. Tom is shaking his head no. <laughs> <laughs> they have, they have the, uh, the scorpion green edge highlights around every single little thing, and they're thick edge highlights. They're pretty brutal. Like, may as well gone with the Q-tip kind of edge highlights. <laughs> and Give the, them the, some credit. Come on. <laughs> they're, they're pretty good. They're, that army's actually no, they, one they, of best painted. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, okay, but in case you can't see it, Tom has a really shocked look on his face right no, now. No, no. I don't Again, though cuz 15 years ago. And this is the thing. I'm looking at this model that I painted mostly in kind of an afternoon speed painting. And honestly, Dan, was my Golden Demon winning one that much better? It was better. I mean, it's not like <laughs> exponentially just, better. You should just left it at that. <laughs> <laughs> it was better. Like I don't, I feel like the general standard of painting has gone up a lot in the last I think well, we've got a lot more technical, uh, well, techniques like the the whole advent of the airbrush. <laughs> the, best kind of <laughs> the best kind of techniques. The best kind of techniques. The the airbrush Jeez. has made a huge difference. Like that green armor would not look like that. The details are probably very similar in a lot of ways that I'm going to be doing things now, washes instead of inks, that kind of thing. But the the really brushed on thick green. That's just not a thing you have to deal with. The, the tools and the hobby products have evolved yeah. a ton, which makes our jobs that much easier. Techniques have proliferated through through online, through White Dwarf, through other other places. Like there's just there's that much more hobby knowledge out there to go from. Like I don't feel like I've gotten that much better at edge lining. Like maybe a little bit, but that's <laughs> not what's made things better as my as my painting goes. But yeah, I'm really excited to get the Marines that's, done up. That's not the skill you've developed. No, yeah. I. Like, I still feel like Michael J. Fox when I'm trying to do edge highlights. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I brace my hands. That technique you learned oh. in your first painting lesson, put your hands together. I have to be consciously like, eh, eh, and then I start edge lining. And it, it's, yeah, it's brutal. I think, <laughs> I think the only person that still edge highlights like a boss is Mark Bass when he still paints. That guy does. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I that can't guy, think of a cleaner edge highlight. I've seen him Blood Angels a while ago. Yeah, I've seen him once or twice at the I Kingsway still think GW, his Ultramarines so. are the cleanest model I think I've ever seen. Didn't they get stolen or something? Mm. No, I hope they did. I think he might have lost that army somehow. Oh, that's I think he sold them to fund the Blood Angels. I think that's what happened. I don't know. I vaguely remembered oh. something like horrible and I hope dramatic happening to them. Stolen? But, uh, anyways, I maybe I'm wrong. What are you guys most excited for? I've, I've told you, I'm, I'm excited for the boring stuff. Man, honestly, for me, I love it when a plan comes together. Like I ha- you, you always have that scheme right. <laughs> in your mind, like how I'm going to paint everything, and there's that moment where it either really works or yeah. it just falls flat. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And it actually exactly what I... It, to be fair, I've also had a lot of experience painting Iron Warriors before. You've painted several dozen of them. And by several dozen, I mean many. Many <laughs> dozens of them. <laughs> in various iterations. And so I kind of knew what I was expecting going in, but uh, it was nice uh, kind of getting it all... And actually have it work, you know. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you kind of commit. The biggest thing for me was the way I'm doing the metallics now. Um, actually having that work well. Yes. Because I committed to painting 22 models at once. 
Yeah, that that is kind of unnerving when you start a new technique on a batch of models and you're just like, well, <laughs> I'm using an airbrush, so this is all going on. <laughs> and it's not like you're doing an air, a test model of one yeah. with an airbrush because that is such a colossal waste of time. I, I actually, the next army that I'm going to start after the Salamanders, I probably will because Dan showed me a great technique today with that steel wool. And I kind of want to do Tau now. That one looks... Yeah, that'll that work a, really well on That is a badass technique. Yeah, anyways, um, that's a side note. Yeah, and then I guess the only downside right now is realizing, as much as I just said that I love how, how well it's working out, doing progressive zenithal highlights with metallics is possibly the worst thing I've ever done. Because you're doing it under a shiny, like a bright light on yeah. a shiny paint. So you can't tell what's shining more than the previous shining stuff. Because it's all fucking shining. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it amuses me greatly. I, I want to see you do this now and just, I want to enjoy your misery. Were you I expecting think, this to happen? I, I haven't really thought about it. Dull coat between. Dull coat between would be the only way that I think you could do that. Because you could see the actual layer a little more. I think uh, from having done it now, um, so when I do my next batch of... 30? It won't be 30. It'll be... 16 models? Okay. Oh, yeah, because I guess the Terminators would be there, too. Yeah, the next batch is 16. It'll be... The main thing will be that I'll make sure I just don't over go overboard. Yeah. So, yeah, this, I won't, I won't do it until I for. see it. I'll just... I was going to say, especially with the effect that you're going with here, you want to make sure that that is subtle, especially if you're going to weather it, make it look realistic. And I feel like metallic... Zenithal airbrushes, you could just be like, Mithril Silver, and then it's like, this looks ridiculous, and you're you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. So well, sub- subtle is definitely good, yeah. I'll agree with that, and then your washes and your highlights and everything else will bring it all together from there. Yeah, and actually, in all honesty, I didn't really do a highlight on the metallics, I just did a quick dry brush. Well, it's metallics, we've talked about this, that's probably better in a lot of ways. It, it For what I'm doing with all the weathering pigments, it's absolutely the way to go. Yeah. And it's we talked about it last week, and it was kind of... Or I guess last month. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's last nice. episode. Last, last episode. Year. Yeah. Last, wow. Uh, but it's nice to see that it's actually working out. So that's what I'm the most excited about. Okay. How about you, Dan? I think for me, one of the things I'm really stoked about is just that combination of doing the really basic, like, plain white armor and everything, so that I can really go to town on the the chipping, the gore, the, you know, the OSL on the eyes yeah. and everything that's... It is that tactical painting where it's not something that I've really done before, because painting my Raven Guard, I've been painting to a slightly higher standard the same techniques, the same scheme, like you say, for the last, like, 15 years, because I think that was 2002 that I started painting Raven Guard. Yeah, that was the year we met. Yeah, pretty much. Eh? First no, exactly. Yeah, that's a little, that's a little crazy. Because, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was right around, it was going, it was preparing to go down to the Grand Tournaments in Calgary, was actually how I met this guy, so that is a, that is a good point. Like cool. I've been painting Raven Guard literally the entire time he's known me, which, which is, is a long, which time. is more than half of my life. So <laughs> I feel like us three, Tom, Dan, and myself, have an army that we've been working on since we've known each other. <laughs> That's actually true. It's a little scary, isn't it? Yeah, In fact, I have two because my first uh, Sam High model was that Viper that I did before. My I've got th- I've got two as well. It'll be my Iron Warriors, which admittedly have Your gone first iteration th- is worse than my Salamander, so don't you throw shade on me, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so much work. Well, yeah, they're pretty bad. Um, but uh, out of all of the out of all of the armies that we've got, the iterations of my first Iron Warriors to my contemporary ones, yeah. the biggest switch. You win most improved. 
And Mike, I want to say, Mike, you also have had armies that you've been... Because you still have your Tau. Yep. That's the first army... No, that's not my first army. That's the first army I remember you playing. That's okay. what I was going to say. The, yeah, because we all remember like Canadians. Your, your Canadian Because you ended up yeah. in White Dwarf with that. I, yep. I played against you in Calgary. Did you? I don't remember. Yeah, I lost, so... Oh. <laughs> you were just like, oh, which, whatever. Which, which, you're a speed bump. Which one would that have been? Uh, one of the Mike ones was a hardcore 40k tournament player. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Was that the one where you got stuck to the pillow? Mm. That sounds awful <laughs> as a side note. Okay, can we <laughs> glaze on past that? Let's <laughs> ignore that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, to return to the previous <laughs> thought from like five tangents ago, it is that combination of all those those really fun techniques. That I, I've never really done much of the gore. I've never really done much of the OSL. I've never really done much of the weathering. Yeah. So I'm getting a chance on one project to do all those fun things that I've always wanted to do in a scheme where it makes sense and seems to belong. Yeah, it's those those fun technical garnishes that are that don't take a lot of time that really make the model look cool and different. Yeah, absolutely. I'm and totally with you on that. Yeah, it's it's just something different. It's things I've never done before and always wanted to, and I get a chance to push myself on those techniques and work on fucking badass models that don't cost a fortune. Yeah. Pretty good combination, really. Look forward to that. But what, what's your so? What's your favorite model that you're looking forward to paint out of the set? Favorite model out of the set? Yeah. Um, Not necessarily favorite model. One that you're looking forward to paint the most. Probably, honestly, that apothecary that I'm working on. I don't have his power weapon arm picked out yet. I'm not sure if I want to go bear arm or um, or I could literally do a bear arm now that I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go full Jonah Hill. But uh, I'm not, yeah, wait, not sure where that. Can you make an apothecary out of the character in that set? Um, I I made him out of bits using, um, I think they were from, what is it, the Ravenwing Bike Squadron bits? Gotcha, okay. Because it's a little bit more retro-style armor for the chest and everything. Because I was going to say, I did not notice those bits, but anyways. No, those are using external bits, but, um, so I want to do him just because, like, he especially has, um, like, he has an Arthesium, so he's going to be... Even if he wasn't a world leader, he'd be covered in blood. Yeah, the Narthesium is not a, <laughs> a, like a subtle. It's it's not. Yeah, it's not a good surgical. His little it's, surgical it's, it's, tool. It's not precise. It's a fucking chain fist. <laughs> yeah, it's chain fist. Like, what, like the base of your throat? Is that where the progenitor is? I think it's somewhere in your like fucking neck, torso yeah, region. It, it would just. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it looks like he just punches a hole right above your heart and just sort of cores a section of the marina. <laughs> there, I got it. Like, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's I not, couldn't miss. It's not a very yeah. delicate procedure at the best of you. times. So a fucking world eater combat surgeon, he's going to be fun. He's going to be messy. He's going to be red. <laughs> he's going to be gloss red. You're not going to be even like painting him white at all. He's going to look like a blood <laughs> angel that you primed with gloss. Yeah, pretty much. So I think I think he's going to be a lot of fun. I might That's need to awesome. buy additional bottles of Tamiya Clear just That's for awesome. him. Can't wait to see that one. Beautiful. <laughs> okay, Ward, I know you're worried about the time frame, but I actually do want to get back to ask you, what are you looking forward to finishing in the set the most? Because uh, you're probably... Tell me you're going to finish one model. <laughs> yes. No, okay. don't don't push. Come on, you know something. <laughs> oh. Tell me you're going to finish at least Positive one. energy. Wow. What, are you, what are you looking forward to? I actually want to work on the Terminators, so... Cool. Um, I think just with all their little extra bits and pieces, like the tassels and uh, off-the-shoulder pads and such, uh, I think that I'm going to have fun with that. That's cool. That's all I got. Sweet. Okay. Mike, you say Mike? Mike. Mike's last. I left him, because he's actually going to finish all this in, like, the next week, so (laughs) he can just talk about his experience. No, no, his compressor's down, so this is the only... This is my opportunity to maybe paint them first. (laughs) Okay. Mike, what are you looking forward to? I'm actually just looking forward to... 
try out the new airbrush and all the armor panels because I, I, how fine the it's point been two working. you keep bragging about yes, for no, highlighting individual armor yes, panels. Yeah. Exactly. Practice for infinity. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And that's I am looking forward to that because that uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to well, be something new, something I haven't tried before. What model? Oh, uh, Terminators for sure. Cool. Gotcha. Yeah. Did you pick up the Death Shroud Terminators? Yes, I did. This one's so a yeah, that's really yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay, because I'm really self-centered, let's go back to talking about my army again. Okay. <laughs> um, but this time we're going to do it focusing less on me and more on what I use to paint them. The new Tamiya metallic paints, we briefly touched on them before, that they're basically trying to do... Replicate the all, it's all clad, right? I don't know if it's all clad or and all also, clad. I well, did you mean Vallejo? And not Tamiya, Tamiya. Vallejo, yes, Vallejo. sorry. I meant yeah. Vallejo. You're um, talking about Tamiya Clears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be clear, we're talking <laughs> about a Vallejo. Yeah. Uh, Vallejo metal color. The metal color range, which uh, I think a good number of us have had actually a chance to sit down and try out now. Yep. And. Definitely. Yeah, they are right here. First impression. So they, the name of them is the Vallejo Acrylic Metal Color. Which is specific because I think they do actually make a oil. They did. They do make the Vallejo liquid metals, which liquid are metals, that's what it is. some weird thing that they rust if you mix water with them, so they're scary. Yeah, they're they're one of those things <laughs> that I would worry about. But uh, uh, I've tried them out. Uh, Mike, you've tried them out, correct? No, no, it was uh, it's Ward, Ward and Tall. Yeah, so it's us three. Um, first of all, the one tri- of the things I want to say about the these trifecta things, of the LVO, the, yeah. the LVO trifecta. That's right. Uh, they're watery. They're yeah. very thin paints. That's yeah, something right I was really surprised right about. Right out of the bottle, yeah. I thought they were going to be uh, like a typical Vallejo that you can brush on. And I, you can brush these, but they're definitely meant to be airbrushed. Yeah. Absolutely. And let's just touch up, touch on brushing them a little bit right now. I I did try it just because I wanted to, so we could talk about this. Yeah. And I found that um, I would use them for highlighting. But I, w- the one, the colors I was trying to use, they didn't co- the pigment didn't cover as smooth as a lot of conventional metallics I found when brushing on. I would agree. Um, so I used them by brush. I airbrushed uh, the gold onto the trim on my Imperial Knight, yeah. and I really liked that. It turned out phenomenal. I brushed them onto this little like hose cable thing on the uh, uh, Wraith Cannon on my Wraith Guard. Um, and it actually turned out pretty good. I you, that one I, did, I broke the, them off afterwards. The cover, yeah, the coverage isn't bad though. It's coverage okay, was great. But the downside is that it doesn't. It's well, functional. Well, what I wanted to say is this particular piece is not a flat armor surface. It's just yeah. a, a very textured cable, and I yeah. think it covered really well for that. But I would not use it on a flat armor piece. Yeah, and I actually tried it on the top of this contemptor when I was doing some touch ups, and that's why I didn't really love it so much. So it's just gotcha. hiding. It's hiding under weathering pigments right now. Um, (laughs) but what I found is that when you're brushing these metallics on, uh, they just, they don't have the same luster as when you're using an airbrush. No, but that's also because the, the flakes, like if you let it sit on your palette, you can see the flakes swirling around and there's a ton of them and doing it by brush doesn't deposit them in a random pattern, right? Exactly. So you, you have to, I think... If you want to use this as your main color and it's not a highlight or a, or a particular, you know, little tiny gem or whatever you're doing with them, you need to use an airbrush. 100%. Because the biggest difference I found is because I've at this point airbrushed a ton of different metallics. And these ones, out of the bottle, right into the airbrush, went on beautifully. Well, they have the smallest metal flake of any metallic, uh, acrylic metallic, which is their claim to fame, right? So yep. they flow through an airbrush better. They don't clog. And again, they 
the droplets that are actually hitting the model do have metal flake in them. It's not like you're f- spraying a flake with no paint with it, right? So yeah. you don't get the... Some of the Vallejo metallics, like the uh, the dark metal, I actually don't like the way it airbrushes compared to these because you do get more... Almost of that, like, spackle kind of... Good yeah, news, they have an equivalent in this range. Exactly, which is what I was going to say. The, their dark metal, this is the way to go. Like, I don't know why you would ever buy a Vallejo dark metal anymore as an airbrush paint. Yeah, which is a shame because I just bought one before these came out, like yep. a second one. <laughs> um, and then I got the equivalent in this, and I will never touch that paint again. Uh, yeah, I agree. 100%. Um, Ward, what do you think? Uh, I found that, yeah, the flow is way smooth uh, out of the airbrush. Uh, the coverage is nice as well. Yeah, right it's out, really good. Right out of it. Um, the blending I haven't uh, totally worked on yet because I bought a range of them to kind of do an exhaust uh, effect like on the end of end of like a, a multi-melta and that sort of thing yep. that I'm going to be working on and, and trying that and possibly some blue glazes over that to give it a, a flame used end uh, look to it. So I'm still playing around with it, but I, I'm really liking the range and it's actually quite extensive. It is. Which, which is another bonus. I At think. least for your kind of steel or off steels. I think this is probably where, for me, the, my biggest criticism of the range would be. Gold and brass and whatnot. It's just not enough. Yeah. I, w- I could see that. Um, I do want to say, though, that the effect that I got on my Imperial Knight with their... Uh, I can't see where my actual name of the paint is. The other one uh, is right here. There it is. This is really good radio. Um Okay, so it's just straight up gold that I purchased. (laughs) They do have a couple. I think they literally have like gold and brass. Like the brighter brighter colors like that. They don't have a big range. They had very, very, very few. So what I did was It's not like they had bronze and brass and copper and like all those ones that you're used to from like a GW. Yeah, from like a GW or a P3 range. They had like two or three total for the golds and the brasses. So what I did with this one is I uh, airbrushed it over the front trim, and then I did the other metallic that we reviewed a little while ago, which was this Sigmarite gold. Mm, yeah. The the new GW... Retrib- Retributor, Retributor or something? Yeah. yeah. I did that as a shade, and then I did a very, very thinned uh, Warplock bronze as a final shade, and it is amazing. But you got to start with this particular color first, and then you use the GW paints to do the shade. So it's a reverse highlight kind of procedure. And it turns out... Let me... You guys continue talking. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I guess, in my mind, I feel like we'd probably start rating these, uh, and then we'll get into exactly our tips and tricks for using them afterwards. Yeah, we're kind of mixing the two segments, aren't we? Yeah. (laughs) So I think for me, I'm going to give these a solid four. Because product-wise, they're great. Price-wise, not that unreasonable, because I think it was about 12 bucks from the local hobby store for a large pot. Yeah, they're much bigger bottles than you're used to for a hobby paint. Yeah. Um, Where it really falls apart for me is just the lack of non-iron or steel paints in the range. Or like 16 shades of aluminum on his base. Watch out. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's almost like they went too much in-depth for the aluminum steel colors and just kind of forego for gone forgo for for went just to, yeah for went will work <laughs> I don't know <laughs> let's let's go with that <laughs> they just fucking didn't pay any attention to the rest of the metallics so for me that's a big downside yeah um, especially if you're wanting to look at it as a complete range because Vallejo typically releases most of their things as a one-shot for a range. They don't really add one or two things here or there. Yeah, no secondary waves, really, or anything like that. Yeah. So. so I don't imagine they're going to be releasing any more anytime soon. 
Uh, and I think the reason I don't want to give it a five is because I'm sad that there won't be more variety because they're that fucking amazing. And if they had some of those, like, these are very military-oriented sort of a thing in terms of their colors. They're the realistic kinds of metal. Yeah, like their silver is like the exhaust manifold that actually looks like a an exhaust manifold would. I spent a lot of time working on metals that are actually burnt via hot engine components, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what uh, mild steel looks like after being operated, which is kind of crazy <laughs> that you can actually just get that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool in some ways, but it's it's not gamer oriented, you know. Like it's mm. it's unfortunate, but they have the game color range. I, I see this as being a model color range extension, not a game color yeah, extension. I agree so I mean, we can hope that they do an extension with that in mind later. Like maybe if they did some of the like the blue or purple or some of the weird like fantasy tinted metals or yeah. something. And just so we're clear oh. for everybody else out there, Vallejo does have two ranges. The game color is their GW sort of technical. Uh, it's a it's a bright brighter, brighter pigments and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. So. But more, to be more, honest, they have like five ranges. More yeah, and cartoony, more cartoony yeah. and animated and and that sort of thing. Their model color is meant for your your historical tanks, that kind of thing. So it's a lot duller. Yeah. Your, your flames of war, your grungy, uh, different shades of greens, Russian greens and German. I like how he's just naming brown, more games. For the modeler, yeah. <laughs> but like, but like, yeah, for the, you know, like the, the historical, classic, the historical, the historical classic modelers. Games. They're not even games. They're just they're yeah. for Flames realistic, like diorama. Yeah, but they use Panzer Aces for that one, which is a different range. Okay, I want to. <laughs> they do. I want to rate this a, a five, but I can't. I'm going to rate it a four because I thought it wouldn't be that far off of the the rub and buff gold. And it's way better, and I like it so much more, and I have every single armor panel on my Imperial Knights done with the different gold. With the rub and buff. With the rub and buff. And now I want to repaint all of them. And that <laughs> is impossible. So it's not because it's not good, it's because it's making you do more work because it's so good. Yeah, so the next product that I might be reviewing is the Vallejo Liquid Mask. <laughs> <laughs> to facilitate you repainting your knight. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the armor panels of my knights are good, except for the trim. So how the fuck do I mask that? What's What's the the shoulder pad on the knight? Is that the old? That's the rub and buff. Mm, yeah, the new stuff is way better. Yeah. Way better. <laughs> you can't even like it's not even close. No, the, it's, it's it's a night so and day difference. It it looks so like it looks clean, but also at the same time like this looks realistic. Like t- your your shoulder pad looks dirty and tarnished compared to yeah. The, I, the other golds. Honestly, it looks for t- to me the biggest difference is it looks flat. Yeah. The thing I really like about this metallic range is just how, for lack of a better word, even though I know it's not accurate, just vibrant. It really comes out. Yeah. Because it's just so lustrous. Yeah, I agree. And to an extent as well, you can also modulate that with um, whatever you put underneath. But again, I guess that comes into the later part. We can yeah. return to this thought later. Yes. Yeah. Stick to the so, rating system. So I've given it a four. <laughs> Steve, you've given it a four. Ward, I'm also giving it a four. Um, Cost wise, I think it's good. Um, I like the colors that they they have currently. Yeah. Um, I think it goes on uh, super well. Uh, I haven't done a lot with the brushwork per se, but as you guys have said, like it is possible. So it's possible but limited. Limited. Is, I think the best way I describe. That's it. a good way to use go, it as an edge sure, highlight. So. Yep, that's all. But yep. it won't be a base coat. No. Yeah, for sure. So um, again, the drawback would be yeah the the brighter colors aren't uh, there in the range. It's more of like a subdued, uh, dirty, gritty, war torn metallics that they yep. they have. Yeah, I think you're totally bang on. 
So from what you guys have heard then, uh, Dan and, and Mike, from having not used it, what are your kind of impressions then based on our... I see it being. Description. I don't see it being a game changer for me personally. Like, I can see things like the my contemptor dreadnought, where most of its upper body, because I'm leaving that one main white armor panel off as a separate piece. Yeah. So when I'm like airbrushing like half my contemptor silver, it'll make my life a little bit easier. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's something that I'm excited to try, but I don't see it revolutionizing just because you can't do it as easily by brush. You have to worry about issues of, like, mismatching and whatnot. If Vallejo comes out with a Vallejo model color equivalent for some, like, exhaust manifold silver and stuff, I'd be a little more stoked about it. Like, the color matching is going to be the biggest obstacle for me. So I'm excited for it, but I don't think it's, yeah, going to completely change the way I do things because a lot of stuff is going to be too small to airbrush. I'm going to argue that it will actually change entirely what, uh, how I paint metallics. I, I think that this will be, if I can, I will be masking and airbrushing with these for every single metallic base. Forever and ever. Because you always did hate metals. I, I don't paint metals well. I don't like doing metals. They're, I don't know, maybe it's just me, <laughs> but I've never been happy with a metallic finish that I've had. This is the first one on this single trim piece on the night that I actually really, really like that I've done. So... I'm kind of sold, and I actually I want to go so far as to mask off some of the bolter components on my cal stuff and do with this. <laughs> that sounds a little intense. I don't know if I will, but like the because I haven't looked at the bolters too much. I know they're different pattern, but the magazines and that kind of thing on the right old marines, I would do this mask component type thing. Or play Pretty Iron similar. Warriors and just do it to the whole model. The whole model. Actually, I really do want to do something silver <clears throat> because of this. But I'll probably do something in Infinity, like some sort of tag. It's kind of a shame that you just finished doing your Convergence Blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know what? I, I, I'm happy with the way they turned out. So yeah, not but too upset. I've, I've actually had the thought of, <laughs> I love doing my Iron Warriors, um, but I, I also got that Convergence box when we went down to oh, yeah, uh, that's right. uh, the charity event that. Uh, for Best Painted. And I'm kind of tempted to paint it up using these metallics just to play with them more. Yeah, that's totally reasonable. So, Mike, your impressions? I think it's I think it's really good. It sounds like it works really well. I'll be honest, though, I probably wouldn't use it as much because the only thing that I do a metallic base on is my Scourge. Everything else is small little bits here and there. And, not and as also much. your Scourge, though, you tint afterwards. Yeah, I so. tint them afterwards, so I don't know if it would make that big of a difference. So what, I think it might. I want to try it. What about but your Drop Fleet Commander Scourge? Like I said, my Scourge. <laughs> Listen. I think I'll use it for my Scourge. I think it'll work well, but it's. I don't think it'll really change anything, the I way think, I do anything for the, any of the other models. I think it can flow out of a point two nozzle pretty well. That's true. Actually, with your airbrush, <laughs> with your airbrush, airbrushing regular metallics will be difficult. Yeah. This is probably the only way that you're going to get it's not clogging on you all the time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I said, it's just because I don't do that much. Like, yeah. I, I, I was doing Iron okay, Warriors. Yeah. Holy crap, I'd be all over this and trying to hump its leg. But I'm telling once you start using this, I'm telling you, though, you're going to be looking for things to paint with it. The only reason <laughs> I'm giving this a four is because it's going to make me do more work. I'm, bo- I'm really bumping like to it. a five for one reason alone that we and we haven't included this in the review yet. Um, it was so easy to clean out of my brush, and it yeah. didn't clog because of the size of the flake. I would imagine 
it there's just, also different additives in here because it it doesn't like stick to the metallic or the metal components. I'm sure chemically much. it's very different because it is an aluminum yeah. pigment, not whatever pigment is in. Like I think it's a mica flake or something random in most acrylic yeah. metallics. I don't know. So chemically it's a very different paint. So I'm sure the binders and all the other shit are different. As yeah. Well. So it was. You don't even have to so use easy. a medium cleaner. You literally just run it under the sink, and it was just like. Yeah, that's and that's crazy to clean metallic out of an airbrush with water. The one thing that I will say is you do if you airbrush it lightly, you can rub it off with your thumb in like two seconds. Like there's there's very little adhesion to the actual model I found. So you you wanna finish your base and then bind it. Or seal it, yeah. Okay. So and that kind of segues us nicely into um, now that we've talked about some of the benefits of this product, how exactly did you go about getting the best effect with them? And I guess that... I'm going to come back to what I said earlier, man, airbrush. Yeah, but not only just the airbrush, but like, is there any specific things that you did while airbrushing them that maybe made life easier or harder for you? Uh, you know what? The hardest part about it was the fact that my Neo was on its way out. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, I, I can't think of... A downside. This wasn't a hard product to use. I, I don't see, I don't see myself using a lot of other metallics. Like I, yeah, I don't know. It, nothing know, else. It's kind of funny because we came into this podcast and we kind of discussed having, um, the the it broken down into the tips and tricks of how to use and the review separately, and as something that we it's been useful before. But this product was so fucking easy to use. That I don't even know how much I can really say about yeah. like specific tips because what ended up happening is I just put a drop of thinner in the brush before I put the paint in. Then I put the paint in, another drop of thinner, give it a quick mix with a toothpick, and sprayed, and it was just beautiful. Yeah, I did the same thing the first time with this stuff, and then finally I just realized you don't have to thin it. You just drop it in the airbrush and go. And that's like something that a lot of airbrush paints advertise, but you can't really do it. No, all of the all the Vallejo <laughs> Air, you actually have to thin because they actually make a Vallejo airbrush diluent or whatever they want to call it. Um, diluente, because it's Spanish. Diluente. It may be maybe we're yeah. in Spanish. I could just be racist right now. <laughs> I don't know. As the person that here that speaks the most Spanish, yeah, we're which trust is you. not saying much. Yeah, no. <laughs> Una cerveza, por favor, is all I know how to say. And I don't know how to say two, which is the worst part. I can't dos? actually order dos? one. Dos? Dos equis, yeah. man. Is that actually two? Because it's two X's, right? Dos equis? I had actually no idea. I took French. <laughs> like, I'm... <laughs> and, okay. Or you Anyways, just order one, and then you say uno mas. And you get the second one. There you uh, go. Um, no, I, I got no tips. It's just put it in your airbrush and go. Yeah. Um, fuck, I, it's really funny, too, because we were really trying to... <laughs> To push this style formatting, but it's so true. Ward, was there anything like complications that help you maybe us, had when you're trying uh, to use it? Help I'm, us radio. Help us radio. I've got a couple in the back pocket. So okay, we'll, good. But good. I'm just, no, I didn't have any real issues. Like you guys said, like it cleaned really easy with the airbrush. <laughs> um, yeah. Groundbreaking news right uh, here. I didn't. I didn't mix it. I just went straight out of the the pot like Steve, and yeah, it seemed to flow fine. Not a problem. So. Uh, Back pocket it's, of Tom. It's, it's beautiful. It's perfect. <laughs> okay. Um, so one of the things that I that I was kind of noticing, and this kind of ties back in a, a little bit um, to my own problem of doing the majority of a model with this and trying to do the zenithals. Um, and I think because it sprays so well, you have to be really careful not to overspray with this product. 
Okay, I can see that. Um, yep. So one of the things that you'd really want to try and do is is get whatever your base coat is going to be. Get that on nice and solid, uh, and you can not go overboard there because it's a base coat. So it's however much you want. Just don't make it so you're losing. Did you detail. spray this over black? Yeah. And did it coat fine? Like it was beautiful. No okay, because really? I, I basically used the equivalent of black metal. Yeah. Um, over top of black, and then and you had no problems. None. And then I used uh, steel, and then I used a lighter aluminum one as kind of more of the final xenophil. I'm surprised that it worked so well. It was it was beautiful, um, but you got to be careful because it's so easy to just have no idea where you're spraying with metallic. Yeah. Um, so it might be one of those things too where if you've got an airbrush, um, like you've now picked up the HP. Um, C you're reading you've it. Got, Thank you. Uh, it's Mike right in front of HP. You. HPB. I feel like we're talking about venereal diseases they have. But uh, I got twin ricks. I, I'm, I'm good. You're good for the human papillomavirus. I got Sparbax. Um, <laughs> but it, it is one of those things where if you can kind of get a sense, um, and so really try spraying away from the model so you know exactly what size of a spray you're getting ahead of time, which I guess is a relatively more mundane airbrushing tip. Yeah. But especially when it comes to metallics, knowing yeah. what your brush is doing is really important. I would also argue that with, with using this particular paint that is a little more subtle and a little more realistic, spray it and then take it to a different light, like some sort of room that has either natural light or a lot brighter uh, artificial light, just so you kind of get an idea of what's going on. Because underneath of your painting lamp is not what you're going to see at a tournament or maybe at a presentation type area. Um, I feel like I'm with you. You could you could get some weird effects. Like you got to be aware of what's going on. With so what I normally do, my go-to trick is I'll go between my painting desk and then to the kitchen. Yeah, and I find kitchens normally have a lot of really big um, open windows. Big kinda. open windows, lots of like pot lights, lots just, of food. Oh yeah, I am a fat man, so I do like eating. It's but, true. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we keep you around, Mike. This there you keep go. You around. Um, but you're right, and at least for me, when I was doing it, um, just briefly, at my painting desk, has the lights beaming immediately down, yeah. and then I'll turn around, and just the other side of my room just has the one overhead light, so you're getting a little bit of a different perspective. Yeah. So constantly shifting back and forth to get an idea for that. Yeah. Obviously, you can do the dull coat in between, but all of a sudden, you're getting the issue of, while you're waiting for the dull coat to dry, then you have to do the full airbrush clean, because you can't leave it sitting. And I also... Yeah. So Anytime you're adding I, at least an hour or two to your whole process. I still only liked, I'm with you on that a little bit. I think the dull coat would help, but you also have to trust your, your varnish. And the you number of times I've ruined a model. Yeah, like I try, to, I try to varnish my stuff as little as possible, or at least as one step, because I've had it go bad on me. Yeah. Uh, and then you're just, if you're doing that a bunch, you're just exposing your model to more chances of fucking up the varnish. Wait, and, wait, when you talk about varnish go bad, you mean lich purple. No, I. You know what? It no, that's the purple leaching through the yeah, colors know, on I top know, of it and corrupting the. And that color. was imperial purple. Was the bitch for that? Oh, one. was it? Okay, there was sorry, more imperial. than one. Okay, <laughs> I had it happen to me with with some old uh, blood angels where they frosted so bad that it like turned pink and chunky. Yeah, you couldn't yeah. even. Yeah, like it was. They just throw them all away. Blade just suck. That's true. Thank you. <laughs> okay, guys. Yeah. Considering it's, that they're the worst Space Marine codex right see, now. They the really need your, crystallized. Are they worse than because they were trying right now? They were Dark trying to turn amazing. they were trying to turn into like Twilight Sparkles with the crystallizing. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Are you actually talking about fucking my little pony right now? What? No, it's Twilight. 
They're space vampires. The Twilight Sparkles of... Never mind. Do you know anything <laughs> about My Little Pony, Tom, that you want to share with our listeners? <laughs> I spent a bunch of time with my nieces over oh, the break. nieces, right? Gotcha. Sure. Yeah. Listen, Tom, are Mike, you secretly a Mike pony? Already, Mike already played the niece card. You got... <coughs> you, yeah, but his niece wanna, isn't four years old. I want to pose a serious question. Is Tom a brony? <laughs> No! <laughs> Not all the time. Yeah. Rest of the podcast, vote right now. I'm going to go with yes. I'm going to go with yes. yes. Totally. Yep. If I was a brony, why would I have an elf tattoo? Because the Because you're secretly trying to hide your broniness? The other, <laughs> the other leg is saved for the brony? Oh. I like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I got where you were going. This got weird. I don't yeah. know if, I, if it's worse that I knew exactly where you were going with Twilight. Or that you were going for My Little Pony. Like the both of those. sparkle in the sun. Yeah, yeah. I know. But yeah. it's Twilight. I, feel I goblin, know that. I feel like Goblin's riding Elf on one side, and then Goblin's riding a pony on the other side. It could happen. <sighs> it could happen. Pretty soon That's he's fair. in a yiffing pile. <laughs> oh my god, this is when I put my legs together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this didn't get weird enough. Okay, so kind of just to summarize, I guess a lot and of it... There's one other thing, too. One of the things that they actually say when, like, if you actually read the little brochure thing on the Vallejo site, is actually applying the Vallejo metal colors over different, um, glo- like, levels of glossiness for the base coat will actually affect the overall, f- change the overall effect quite a bit. They're saying for borderline chrome effects, if you use a high gloss black underneath, it gives you a very different sheen for the final, which is why I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of that idea of using uh, Tester's dull coat in between. Because you'd be putting that um, matte finish, interesting, which is affecting how the subsequent layers of metal are applied. I didn't know that. I, I think I'll have to try that. That's and that's interesting. that's apparently yeah. a technique that again comes from the the lacquer based style clad paints, where if you're doing a really super high polish borderline chrome effect, and you do it over a gloss undercoat rather than because a lot of primers have a little bit of a matte effect, so the paint sticks better. Yeah, that gives you a different f- effect for these metals when you apply. I had no idea top. that they they advertised that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So it's definitely something to try. They actually sell a Vallejo metal color, like high gloss black undercoat. That's not actually metallic. It's just a gloss black for doing chrome effects. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, so you can ride shiny and chrome. Yeah. You can Witness go full, me. You can go Witness full I- Mad Max. <laughs> go black and chrome. I still can't wait for somebody to do the Mad Max orc army with Katachan arms. <laughs> I don't know how they would... Mm. They already have orc arms. Why do they need Katachan arms? Yeah, they would true, just have, weirdly you seen, have you ever orc seen an orc painted, like, human skin tones? It's weird. It's, like, it's really quite disturbing. Yeah. And human skin tones with, like, white face over top of it would just be completely messed up. Yeah, you would... No, don't do that with your orcs, because you'll give people nightmares. <laughs> no. To be totally honest, I'm probably not painting a 40k orc ever again. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. But I do want to see the Shining Chrome Army. Just because Orc Trucks, perfect. I could dig it. I get that. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. So I think th- we've beaten this one to death. Absolutely. The moral of the story is buy this fucking product and use it because it's great. Yep. Um, yep. And paint Iron Warriors because then you can use it all the time. <laughs> or don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, up to you. Yeah. Your prerogative. So, moving on. Uh, upcoming events around the city. The f- I guess... The one to get out of the way, because uh, we always like to make this joke, is that out of the basement will be happening by the time this goes up. And or it, already it over. It will indeed. And I yeah. think all of us are playing. Nope. You're not. I'm helping. Oh, you're you're being a good person and volunteering. <laughs> that that's, sounds boring. That's less fun than playing, but thank you. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're a good man. Mm-hmm. 
Are, are you going to be there Saturday morning? Yeah, you're going to take me, right? Uh, Yo, he will. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to make him get up really early. Yeah, no, that's that, I, call, I just to kick him out or well, no, no, just, oh, I'm just, yeah, yeah. just backing away from this one. Uh, yeah, you guys are setting up at six a.m. though. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, you guys are champs. Yeah. So it's not a time of day I there ever am. I would really like to do the Friday night, but they never give us the Friday. Night, no, especially so during uh, well, you can't during the, the school year. That's yeah. just not possible. Yeah, and I was, I was. It surprised me that I was just like, "Why are you guys doing Friday night?" I was like, "Oh, we well, they, they can't during." Jam. Do, I, I got think, that already. That's because he up. actually hasn't helped us in two years because he always worked in retail before. Remember? That's true. Yeah. They're very cleaning true. up all the beer cans very from true. the party yeah. from the night before, usually. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> very true. So anybody, anybody that's not aware, the uh, Out of Basements at Dinwoody Lounge on the university campus. Uh, if you're listening to this on Saturday, because somehow Dan has posted this while still <laughs> the uh, come on and say hi. Yeah, because you probably won't have time to register because it'll already be going on. Maybe on the Sunday. Yeah, because there's <laughs> separate events on the Sunday. True. Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe because I'll be playing Malfo that day. Yep. Uh, what are you playing? You're playing X Wing. I'm playing X Wing on Sunday. We're playing X Wing. I'm playing X Wing if there's still spots because I'm not registered. Okay, that's register now. <laughs> You're playing because there's a ringer or War machine and Malfo. You're playing two day, and I'm playing the two day 40k. There you go. So, so we'll be there hanging out both days. Both days, hanging out with the wangs out, but nice. maybe not. Again. And hey, maybe we should bring dice that we could sell too. Maybe. Oh, oh shit! Because that's a thing that happened. <laughs> Although, you know what we're going to need to do? We're going to need to bring pounds of dice. We're going to have to measure this by weight to Vegas to advertise. They're bagged. They're, oh! they're bagged. So where did your wealth? I thought you saw it. Dan, or Tom just showed me his box. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. Oh my god. They're actually quite pretty. I haven't seen them yet. They're very pretty. I can't wait to take a look at them after the podcast. Yep. Cool. There we go. So we got that coming up. Yes. And then I'm assuming there's 10,000 X-Wing events because that's usually what happens right, after this. Right now there's, there's Yeah, we're getting into store championship season, so like yeah. and there's lots of tournaments. Armada ones going on. Really? Too, I think, yeah. A couple of Armada ones finished one. So uh, I got two of uh, X-Wing events. So, uh, But first we've got the... There is a Drop Zone Escalation League starting uh, yeah. January 23rd uh, at All-Star. Um, starting off with 500 points for the first week, uh, $10 fee for the entire league, which will run three or four weeks? Yeah, no, it's more than that. Yeah. It's a couple of months, actually. A couple months? Okay, yeah. he's spacing out longer then? Okay, yeah. so yeah. maybe like once a... Once so a what's the final point size going to be? Probably... More than 500. I think it's 1,500. 1,500 is tournament That's not bad. So. Yeah. That's not bad at all. Yeah, I can so, do that. So that's not too bad. Um, so yes, the, I don't think you said 1 p.m., <laughs> I didn't say 1 p.m. One because I'm yeah I was looking at the whole message Trevor sent. Yeah, so. I brought that up too. So. <laughs> so the other thing are there? It's an escalation league. Are there any benefits for painting associated yes. with this? You there's a there is a, a best painting award and there's a couple of other things as well. But even like for like progress of painting over that time frame or that I don't know. All I know that there is one Talk award to for Trevor. painting. <laughs> uh, Trevor will give you all the details, but I think there's three prizes in total or something. I yeah. could be wrong. Cool. Check, check out the uh, Edmonton Drop Zone uh, community uh, Facebook page for more details on that. I know yeah. he's posting in that, so he's posting in a lot of the different groups, so the Onslaught page has it. Uh, oh, fuck, these metallics are going to be so good for my resistance. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to find stuff to use these on. A Shaltari. Paint your Shaltari and then tint it. <gasps> Steel wool technique. 
It's like the grapefruit technique, except better. <laughs> <laughs> definitely do not look that up. That'll, that'll scar you for life. Uh, yeah. That's definitely on the list of things that will make Mike uncomfortable. <laughs> the grapefruit technique is great. No, no. Uh, <laughs> other things that I have is the uh, sword ch- <laughs> God the, damn it, Tom. The X-Wing uh, Store Championship uh, at Sentry Box is going on the 31st of January. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, it is. <laughs> I trust I'm you. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, so that that's going on uh, down in Calgary. Uh, so 100 points. Um, check out the <laughs> X-Wing Western Canada for more details on that one. Uh, GrotzCon is coming up at the beginning of April. Um, so they are doing a bunch of different <laughs> War Machine events, uh, as well as they are having an ITC 40K tournament. Yes. And I'm guessing there'll be some Guild Ball. An ITS <laughs> Infinity Tournament. Uh, I'm not sure if there, there is there an is acronym Guild for Ball. Guild Ball. Everybody gets an acronym. I I have no idea. Ballers. Duh. Yeah, I Ballers is not an acronym. I know. No, it's a TV show and it's really weird. I actually <laughs> yeah. don't like it. Um, the one of the things I want to say about the 40k component, uh, if you, there's enough signups, there'll be a two day event. If there are not enough signups, there'll be two individual one-day events, three games each. And the cutoff was 16 players, right? Uh, 16 or 18, so. something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so if you want a two-day event, sign up. Uh, the two-day event, the more players there are for the ITC events as well. The more points. The more points you get. And actually, uh, the Alberta region has done really well for giving out points for ITC events. I know a lot of our players are actually near the top for their factions. I think uh, Wes is near the top for guards. So, yeah. Cool. Sign Are up. you going? It does sound like every time you turn around, there's an ITC event. Kind of so. want to, uh, because the IT. Well, the thing is, there's like ten thousand LDR players, and you get all the tournaments in the states that have like two hundred players. So it's kind of tough for me to get a lot of points playing Eldar. Why do you play Real Faction? I can play Dark Eldar and actually probably do decent. You can probably use some metallics on the Dark Eldar too. No, I can't. Like you, they're done. They're painted. You could repaint and start over. No, I actually like the way they turn out. <laughs> I feel like you can reprime them and do better with metallics. You could do better. No, I actually really like my Dark Elder when they turn out. <laughs> I would play them more than my Eldar, actually. This is a this is a total tangent. I'd play them more my, than my Eldar if they didn't suck so bad. There you go. Uh, and then the last one that I got, uh, just details started uh, appearing about this one, is there is also a, I believe it's going to be the store championship for Mission Funded Games. It's going to start at 1 a.m. on Sunday. Yes, he didn't pick the time for the date. He just wanted to get the event posted so everyone knows the date. Yeah, so February 27th at 1 a.m. Guessing that's wrong. But that time will be later. changing. <laughs> Maybe even Sunday at 1 a.m. I don't know. Yeah, the, the, date is, the date is picked and the time you know to be decided. Unless cool. people like 1 a.m. Which could be a thing. <laughs> may, it may well be. <laughs> A red eye tournament. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is, is, is that it for our? That's, that's all I got so far. So. Okay, then the last one. Las Vegas Open. <laughs> yeah, let's. It doesn't really affect too many people here, but there's actually a lot of people from Edmonton and Alberta region going. So, and there's three of us going, and I'm super excited. I can't wait. Me too. February fifth through seventh. I'm gonna put Gordon Ramsay's burgers in my mouth. Oh, actually, it will be good. We should mm. go there. Definitely. Yeah, I'm in. I'm actually really excited, if nothing else, just to see what uh, International Malfo's like. Okay, yeah. Because we've got a relatively strong and healthy community here. Um, I I totally uh, get that. You might see your first poorly painted Malfo model, because everyone here is awesome at it. 
It's absurd how high the quality of painting is here from Alpha. I have to admit, one I don't of know why I was excited the most. About that. I'm about tempted to cut an Alpha from uh, Onslaught just so I don't have to vote for painting. Because it is hard. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, it was difficult. But is, one is, of the things that surprised me was the the difference in community between 40k here and in the states. Some kind of I, I get that Malifaux might be very different. And the the local War Machine community is very different from what it was like at Lock and Load as well. So yeah, totally get that. Many questions. So until next time, this has been another episode of Hobbit in Canada. I'm your host Tom. I'm Dan. I'm Ward. I'm Mike. And I'm Steve. And let's go to LVO. Oh. So come, Mike. I think my dick's getting too big. Because I think it's a hundred and some pounds, so... Our pants are running out right in the crotch. Oh, was there? God damn it, Warwick. <laughs> so I think it was 126 if he's in there. The coffee's kicking in.